genre. Welcome to Lord of the Rings Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze the movie The Fellowship of the Ring, one cinematic tier at a time. I'm Cassandra Fredrickson. I'm Norman Mitchell. And joining us again today for her final day this week, but hopefully not final day ever, is Crystal Beth. Hello. Hi again. <laughs> Ready for some sadness. <laughs> More sad. So today we're going to be talking about Minute 150, which starts with... Um, Boromir kind of looking sad and away while Aragorn's telling them to get up and stop being sad and ends with um, the fellowship entering Lothlorien for the first time. Yeah. Uh, so there's a couple little visual things in this minute that I wanted to mention mm -hmm. that I think are kind of interesting uh, editing. There's one really interesting editing choice and one little thing that I just think is a cool callback to like lore for, okay. for people that are aware of it. So when Frodo turns around yes, and he looks so unspeakably sad uh -huh. and we see that single tear run down, mm -hmm. just as that tear drops off, off his face, we jump to, to water. water, yeah, flowing water and like a little babbling brook, mm -hmm. which to me like communicates that he is sobbing on the inside. Oh, because we we go from him not really crying to running water. Mm -hmm. You know what's so. interesting is I didn't acknowledge that as something that happened, but I wrote in my notes, cut to water. Which mm. I don't usually write cut to anything in my notes because who cares? But <laughs> the fact that I wrote cut to water means that I think that without me noticing that that felt I felt something from that as well. Something struck me where I was mm -hmm. like, oh my gosh, that's a whole thing. That's a thing. It's a very subtle thing. I think the the transition to water too is interesting because um in a lot of stories in general, but also in this movie, we've seen running water as kind of like a um like a transition or like a like a, a cleanser, like yeah. Most notably when, you know, Arwen summons the little water horses. Yeah. And so we're going from, and he like crosses the river. So he's like crossing, crossing the threshold from Moria and this sad, ridiculous place of evil into looking at Lothlorien. Yeah. And then he kind of smiles. Right. Which is the second thing I kind of wanted to mention. Yeah. Is that when Aragorn sees Lothlorien, he smiles, mm -hmm. which... Uh, people who don't know a lot about the lore and you, it's definitely not incorrect to just interpret it as like, oh, hey, we're almost there. Yeah. But Lothlorien is the place where him and Arwen like cemented their love for each other. Mm -hmm. It's like in the, the appendices of the Lord of the Rings, that's where he like proposed Proposes, to her. Yeah. Aww. That's so cute. So I like, didn't know that. Yeah. So like when he's coming to Lothlorien, it's like he's remembering that and like that's good for him in this moment of grief yeah that grief grief to be reminded of like that happier time i think aragorn is also just 
more at home with elves because yes. he was raised in Rivendell. Yeah. So he like he's in the Duna daycare. The Duna. <laughs> <laughs> I like because I think he's still very lost, but he's kind of repressing it, and to have another place where he feels um, at home so close yeah is probably very comforting yeah you know i think about the fact that lothlorien is so close to moria but they don't seem to really have an orc problem well i thought that's why the elves are roaming yeah well the elves probably the elves probably heard all the orcs getting all busy up in the hills around moria that's true making noise they probably send out parties yeah I mean, there's no reason Some they wouldn't patrol. Murder parties? Yeah. But they don't seem to have, like, an orc problem. Yeah. They're probably scared of probably... the place because it feels good in it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like Galadriel's magic, too. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. like, we don't want to go into Moria because it feels bad. Orcs don't want to go into uh, Lothlorien <laughs> because it feels good. Right. Or bad to them. Because, yeah. I mean, like, Rivendell doesn't have an orc problem, but they well, they're nowhere near out, orcs. Like they still send out, like when we were talking about Elrond's like family, like his sons are just go out and kill orcs yeah. for no good reason other than they're orcs and they need to die. Yeah, yeah. Orcs kill their mom, so like you know, yeah. that's that's a good as reason so as any. There are no orcs near Rivendell because of Elrond's kids. Yeah, they're very <laughs> thorough, yes. and like. I'm sure Galadriel isn't happy either because Galadriel is Elrond's mother-in-law. Yes. Like, she's yes. the the mother of Elrond's wife, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, she probably hates orcs too. Holy Jesus. I didn't know yeah. that family tree. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, Galadriel is also going to be Aragorn's kin when he marries Arwen. Right. Wow. That's yeah. so much... Because Arwen, like when uh, um, Aragorn was growing up, Arwen was visiting Lothlorien because she was visiting her yeah. mother's family. Yeah. So, uh, so an interesting thing to think about in that regard too is that, arguably, both Galadriel and Elrond have like a claim to call themselves like the king or the queen of like all the elves of Middle Earth, mm -hmm. like through their their lineage. Yeah. So when Elrond and Galadriel leave Middle Earth, whatever elves are left, Arwen is like the inheritor of that title. Yeah, yeah. So Aragorn, Aragorn and Arwen's oldest child is by lineage the ruler of all elves and men in Middle-earth. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. <laughs> Cuz like I mean so much though, responsibility. Like even though they love each other, like it would still be like a really like well put together political marriage to align yeah. men and whatever elves are left, you know. Yeah. Because like, it is a while men. before all the elves are actually gone, yeah. because Legolas hangs out for a while. Right. Legolas doesn't answer to anybody. Nope. Nah. <laughs> he's a free spirit, that one. Yeah. He's like, no, no. He's a, he's a prince. He doesn't care. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> the Mirkwood elves are just like, no, we'll stay. Yeah. There's beer here. <laughs> <laughs> they just hide from the rest of the elves so they can't be forced to go. I mean... You know, I wouldn't put it past Thranduil, honestly. <laughs> no, the party never stops. The party never stops is being dragged to the barge. Oh, God. <laughs> Though Thranduil doesn't really have a reason to stay because his wife's dead, too. So. Right. 
All these elves losing their spouses so to orcs. We'll it's never so marry an elf. Well, just elves are like I'll die. That's just what what elf wives do. Well, you know, uh, yeah. well, the other thing is that elves are supposed to like love once and only once yeah. with all that they have. They're like the most monogamous. They're like monogamous. moose. Oh, oh, what? That's adorable. I didn't know moose made for life. Moose made for life. Oh, those creepy giant deer. They have the weirdest <laughs> knees. <laughs> yeah. A moose is a noble animal and terrifying. Until you see one up close. And oh, gosh. Oh, God. And when they run, it's the mm. funniest thing. They look like they're going to collapse. Yeah. <laughs> Like, I feel like, I feel like if they were uh, a person, the way they would run would be like how a little kid runs and goes, uh, 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 like, as they're going so they could, like, hear their voice. That's how they run. So, oh, so I, I was, think that the mating is all that elves and moose have in common, I think. <laughs> yes, because a moose is not a graceful creature. And an elf is the most graceful it creature. Be. I think I have more in common with moose than I do. Oh, <laughs> that's why I always pick them to be my D and D character. I'm like, I can be graceful sometimes, right? So something else we finally got to. We've talked about it a lot because mm-hmm. it's really funny in the context of this movie being made. This is the mountain that Sean Bean climbed, climbed up, up. Yes, okay. in costume. <laughs> yes. Because he refused to be carried up the top up to the top of this mountain in a helicopter. That's so. Funny. This is the mountain. Really. This is the one. Yeah. Because he didn't want to go This is a really foggy, windy place. The, um... And he refused yeah, to fly up there Yeah, the location was so remote, and he's just, like, Boromir's afraid of heights. Like, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and so he was like, I'm not getting in that helicopter. Is there any other way I could possibly go up so, to this location? And there's a, there's a ski resort on this mountain. So he hiked up it for a while, got on a ski lift... <laughs> Got to Can as you... close to he could to where they were filming, and then marched to where they were filming. Can you imagine wow. costume being the, like the guy running the ski lift when this guy shows up? <laughs> like, are you larping? <laughs> you know, like an employee of the ski lift. You just look out the window, and there's this guy with like a fur cloak, like a shield and a sword, just like sitting on this ski lift. <laughs> Right? A PA was like, I can carry up your short sword and shield. Like, that's fine. And he's like, no, I must be in character. Right. <laughs> Just carries it up the mountain with him. Like, Oh, my goodness. Well, that's like Viggo Mortensen, like, carrying his sword everywhere with him. Yeah. Like, taking it back to hotels with him and right. stuff. <laughs> can you imagine, like, Viggo Mortensen gets into your taxi and he's got a sword? A sword. Because <laughs> he's not, like, a little guy. No. Just, like... <laughs> Taxi driver kind of leans away from him a bit. I hope this guy doesn't run me through. I know. Well, this is how I die. A sordid man. Right. <laughs> I like that pun. Thank you. you <laughs> a plus. A plus. A hundred points. Yes. Oh, my goodness. So this this part of the movie was apparently different in some earlier drafts of the script. And planning in the movie as well. There originally was going to be like more argument among the fellowship as to like what to do next, whether or not they were headed right to Lothlorien, how long they were going to wait, where they were going to go. There was supposed to be like there was originally more of that here, mm-hmm. 
to kind of yeah that's boring yeah yes it is especially after just moving along tragic right. scene i don't want to watch him argue right yeah exactly and there also originally was going to actually be like company of orcs pursuing them into mm. this entrance part oh my god him. no i'm so glad and then and then the elves like shooting them all down to be the elf reveal oh. like shooting all the orcs down yeah Instead of, like, the meeting in the woods that they have, it was going to be, like, the orcs follow them into the woods and then all get cut down by arrows. I like the meeting in the woods. I mean, we're getting into next week, but, yeah. like, I like their encounter with the elves. It's much quieter. Comedic, too. Yes. You get that laugh you need so you're not depressed for the rest of your life. Except for me, because my minutes end here, so I guess I'm depressed until forever. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Thank you, guys. That was Sad. you. This is this is going to shape your perception of the movies now forever. Oh no, I've never not. seen the rest of them, so what do I know is going to happen? <laughs> so sad. Just sad. We didn't talk about the fact that all of this um grieving was shot before Ian McKellen even stepped foot in New Zealand. Yeah. This was all filmed before Ian McKellen showed up. Which is crazy. crazy. So they hadn't met Ian. They hadn't formed like their personal emotional attachment to Ian as a yeah. person before filming this. Yeah. Which is like ridiculous. And it still comes across so strongly. Yeah, it really does. Because uh, Elijah Wood's direction from Peter was, I want your grief to be frightening to someone who sees how sad you are on screen. Wow. What note? <laughs> I know. Like... What kind of direction is that? Like, yeah. it's so specific and so, like... Like, if someone sees you, they need to be, like, overwhelmed yeah. with how, like, in grief you are. And it's not, like, sympathy or pity. It's fear. Like, yeah. I want my audience to like, feel fear at yeah. how how freaking sad you are. Right. <laughs> like, like, I don't. I want my audience to think, wow, I never want to be that sad. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh. God ridiculous Which, i mean it's powerful elijah wood's good it is, yeah. uh and it's, it's very understated yes, too it's a very it's, it it's all in the eyes yeah you guys probably i mean it would have probably been a while ago talked about that he they didn't originally want to cast him like he wasn't on the, the audition bill like, i don't think we have he, yeah i think we did right at the very beginning okay. yeah and they um they they didn't want him or not didn't want him, but Elijah would sent in his own audition tape. Yeah. And he was like, yo, bro, look at me. And then he just went out into the woods and pretended to be a hobbit for a little bit. And they were like, oh, how did we not see this? Yeah. Because I remember us talking about how they initially didn't want to cast Sean Astin either. Yeah, because I mean, they thought he wasn't chubby enough at right, first. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so he had to gain weight. Actor problems, right? <laughs> and then, I mean, and we've talked about it too. Like, there, there's a couple points in the movie where it's like later in po in like yeah. pickups where he's lost all the weight, so he's like wearing overly baggy clothes. Right. Gosh, like thinking about, because um, we talked about it a few weeks ago now, how um, that conversation with. Gandalf and Frodo outside of Moria is one of the first things that Ian McKellen did. Yeah. Or no, one of the last things. One of the last Ian things McKellen Ian McKellen did. did. And like, this is one of the first things that like Elijah Wood did. Yeah. 
So it's crazy how that kind of all kind of circles back. Yeah, it comes like full circle in a weird backwards way. Yeah. Like you start off your relationship with this character and with this actor, like mourning him yeah. and then like Jeez. the last thing you film together is like uh like a almost like a goodbye. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> That's the hardest part about doing acting stuff is when you just you get put into the center of a scene and you're like, wait, where am I? What is this? Mm -hmm. Which part is this? Yeah. Oh, know. and then having to also be sad, which is a very hard emotion to deal with on a regular daily basis. Never mind. Right. Trying to fake it. Yeah, like summoning it. Like, just like, okay, I'm sad now. Yeah, be, like, yeah, be terrifyingly sad. Go. Right. <laughs> and then just you just picture, like, Peter Jackson with, like, his hands together over his lips, just, like, watching. <laughs> yes. Waiting. Cut, mm -hmm. cut, not, nope, not scary enough. Right. I said terrifyingly sad. <laughs> and go. When you turn around and look at me, I need to, like, sit up straighter in my chair. Right. If you don't make me scream because of your scary sadness, <laughs> we're going to do this. I got all day. Everyone here, everyone here has got all day. Our lighting guy has to go home, though. He has three kids, so don't take don't too long. Don't keep him away from his children. Right. <laughs> you got to do right. this right. You got to do this right, otherwise dad's not coming home for dinner. Oh, God. <laughs> 127 takes. Come on. No, that's 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 Stanley Kubrick. No, <laughs> Yeah, no, that's that's just crazy. Yeah. Do they ever talk about the the scene with the most takes? I don't think so. Because they talk a lot about how the council scene took forever because just uh, everything about the council scene. Blocking a scene where right. everyone is in a circle talking to each other is I'm, a nightmare. I'm kind of curious, like, which scene? Well, they say it took, like, weeks to film the Council of Elrond scene. It, took, right. it was, like, a couple weeks of filming to do the, the cave troll battle. Right. Like action sequences and complicated exposition sequences like that with a lot of a lot of parts definitely took the longest. That's fair. Uh something else I didn't uh I didn't mention that I think is a really interesting special effects note mm -hmm. uh about the Balrog. We're gonna back up a couple oh, minutes. Oh god, I'm having like emotional whiplash. <laughs> uh, um The Balrog, except for the fire on him, mm -hmm. was all fully animated, like pretty early on and then they added the fire later because during the during the making of these movies the program for cgi fire was written so then they went back and put the cgi fire program oh. in that's interesting because their original plan yeah. was to film fire on black and edit it in which like is the way the fire had been done right. in movies prior to this so this is one of the first movies using like actual CGI flame. That's cool. It looks good too. Yeah. Huh. I do like it when Balrog stands up and flexes. <laughs> I got swole, bro. <laughs> yeah. Yeah? You're gonna start we're gonna do some competing spells? Great. How about this? Ooh, look at this gun. Look at this one. I got tickets to the gun show. I got a molten sword. What do you and have? And the sword show and the whip show. <laughs> I'm got tickets to every show. We are sold out. Ticketmaster is closed. That's what he says. <laughs> yeah, man. 
The <sighs> subtitles under his roar are just like a whole paragraph. It's like the scrolling text in front of Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But it's all like, it's all dude bro language. Yeah. It's like, hey, bro, what's up? Oh my God. Hey, what's up, bro? You think you're hot? I'm hot. <laughs> Look at me. I made a fire, bro. <laughs> I made a fire, bro. <sighs> oh my God. You got oh. nothing on me. You're a candle. I'm a torch. Oh. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Now I just want like. He's like got a backward dude, snap back. Dude, bro. Oh Paul God, Rock. no! Too much visual. He's got like he's got like the backward With the snap back. <laughs> he's got like a fanny pack. What is yeah. This, yeah, because all bros have fanny packs. <laughs> it's like eighty. It's like from like twenty years ago. It's, it's like late nineties, like muscle head dude bro from like movies. They they always have like the fanny pack and oh like the neon God. colored stuff. Bell Rock's been underground so long he doesn't know that styles changed. Yes, it's got, got like a little the, rat tail on the back, like, like <laughs> the neon crop top and track shorts. <laughs> Oh God! The the Nike pump shoes. Yes. Yeah. Those are actually like before he steps be too cool. Before he steps on the bridge of Kazadoom, he's like, "Hang on a second, I gotta pump up my Nikes." Oh my God! He's got Heelys. <laughs> <laughs> he just wheels in. Yeah. Or first, he just instead of coming right at uh, Gandalf, he goes perpendicular and wheels just across the whole frame of the picture. Then wheels with like back a middle finger stops. in the air. Oh yeah. yeah. It's like wheels by flipping Gandalf the bird. Amazing. And then he like turns around and does like a little spin. <laughs> yeah. Oh. And then roars. Fun. Then snorts at him. Yeah. She's like, "What do you think of that, bro?" <laughs> then he like so, does the b boy stance with the cross arms. B boy. Uh, so funny. Oh my god. Sunglasses. Oh Stunner shades. Stunner shades. Now you're just mixing your your decades. Perfect. <laughs> the Balrog doesn't know. He's got no sense of fashion. That's true. Or time. <laughs> so I know that not everything will top sadness week, but if you could come back for a scene um in either the rest of this movie or the other two movies, uh what would it be? Oh, Not God. Oh, oh, God. Well, see, that's hard because, like I said, anytime you are doing any minute of this movie, I'm like, oh, oh, I love that part. Mm -hmm. I love that. I love that part. <laughs> um, Man, I don't anything before they uh, dock the boats and everything starts getting sad. I guess. Yeah, the boat parts make me sad <laughs> yeah maybe the credits <laughs> i want to come back for the stunts and i okay. want to read off every name <laughs> in the stunts including doubles and stand-ins oh my goodness that's a new one yeah i was like i wonder if i could pick one that no one said before right Ents is a very common yeah. one yeah Ents and the last, the like that, like Boromir's last stand. Oh, really Boromir's last stand is is pretty great. Yeah. I mean, there's a bunch of parts in uh, Two Towers and Return of the King, just in general. That when I think about it, I I can't. I, I the love the Battle of the Ents. I love that so much. 
And I love when the flag comes off when they're in Rohan and yeah. uh, floats down when they first meet everyone. And when Gandalf says, would you, you wouldn't deny a man his walking stick, right? Mm. I'm like, ha ha, sneaky man. <laughs> I really like that. And I like, I think I like the 12th ending of Return of the King. <laughs> ending number 12 might be my favorite ending. <laughs> Oh man! Oh my God! We need to count how many endings there. Are. I think it's four. I think there's three cut to blacks. Oh my God! I think you're right. That's like years from now, though. Because so. there's like, there's cut to black on the mountain. Then there's eagles saving them. Yeah. And then there's a cut to black, and then there's waking up in the bed, and then there's a cut to black, and then. Oh my God! And then there's the cut to black to Shire. Right. Yeah. Ridiculous. Actually, and then wake up the into the bed to, to like the coronation. I don't think there's a cut to black in between. Mm. I think it's they wake up in the hospital. It goes all the way through the coronation. We zoom out of Gondor. Cut to black. black. Now we're in the show. Oh my god. The um. I also I love when they're like for Frodo, and then yes. they go. That part's great. And then when they're all there, and the hobbits go to bow, and he's like, "You kneel to no one." Oh, I just want all the sad parts that are going to make me cry. Those are all okay. the minutes I want. Okay. Uh, you just made me teary-eyed because when when he says that to the hobbits at the end, I always I always get teary Aww. every time. I'm teared up right now. Oh, <laughs> uh, I have goosebumps, so we're the same. Yeah. That it's the most powerful moment in the movies for me. Oh, there's oh, I love it. I'm gonna watch it. Sad. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us this yeah. week. I hope you had fun, it's even though it was great. sad. <laughs> I had fun through my sadness, which I guess is all, I guess that's life. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. So we are from the website duelinggenre.com. If you are interested in other Movies by Minutes podcasts, we mentioned it earlier this week, but there is a moviesbyminutes.com where all of the ones that are currently making episodes or are completed are posted. Um, you can find the fifth element there as well as other places online. Where can they find you again? Uh, you can go to the website. Uh, it's www.thefifthelementit.com. Or you can find us on iTunes. Or, oh, and on Twitter, it's at uh, Fifth Element. And I am at the Crystal Beth on social media. And I also have a video game podcast if you're interested in that. And that's called Unlimited Lives Radio. And if you uh, Google it, you can find out all that business. That's awesome. That is cool. I like that name. I, I like that for <laughs> a video game. Yeah. That's cool. It's like Gandalf. Right? As of right it's now. Not, un not unlimited. <laughs> for, yeah. Close true. enough. If you live thousands of years and you only die like once. Yeah. <laughs> um, special thanks as always to our Patreon associate producers, Leaper182 and Ed Foster. I hope everyone has a good week. Sorry if we made you sad. We will not be sad next week. Maybe a little bit. Uh, we'll talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye.